Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the Recycle Garage here in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Hey everyone, this is Liza, and I had a great weekend uh, for two reasons. One, I had a great day yesterday, and I got to crush young men's dreams today. You know, there's nothing more fun than that. But oh God! <laughs> did, did you crush young men's Ducati dreams today, Liza? Oh, uh, there you? was a few. There was a few dreams crushed. Um, let's get to who is here in the studio, uh, sitting near the open window, only because he's slightly gaseous. It's Naked Jim. Ha! You know the mixture. It's rich. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you running a little running a little fat, Jim? <laughs> I am. God, flaps at ten, but we keep them clean, yo. And <laughs> running the board today, and I can't even see, I can't even see the recording of the computer because I'm sitting on the classic girl couch. Of course, it's Stumpy John. What's up, everybody? Happy to be here. You know, being stumpy, it's not how much you got; it's how well you use it. Okay. It's how hard you stump. And, 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 and how many times did you fall over yesterday on the bike? Just once. Okay. <laughs> and joining us uh, from Zoom, everyone's favorite ginger, it's Bagel. Howdy. And uh, I had a wonderful weekend myself, too. Uh, rode over 230 miles uh, going scooter camping. Nice. So do you do 230 miles backwards now? Is that how you like after doing 2,000 miles in two days? No, no. I, I wrote it, I wrote it you know, forwards. <laughs> I was at a scooter band yesterday, Bagel, the Insiders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. the Insiders. And they got that cool Lambretta kind of font for their logo. Yep. It was, it was dope. Yeah, those are, those are friends of mine. They're great. Nice. And the reason I get the whole classy girl couch to myself, well, except for little the Chihuahua, is because coming to us from her home, it's Miss Emma. Aloha, darlings. Um, I've had quite not quite such a great weekend, but here I am. Tra la la. Well, I want to recap real quickly um, about last weekend, Emma, because you yes. weren't on the show because you were very busy. You want to talk about what happened? No, I, yeah. Um, I'll be very, very brief because I know we got a busy show tonight. Um, it was the sort of unofficial opening of Moto Town. I mean, I've been running now for about three months, give or take, and I really wanted to put a solid start on it. So I'm I'm very lucky to have an extremely talented musician in my circle of friends who agreed to do basically a gig at the show. And we had a band, and we had a bunch of people come over, and we had hot dogs and... All kinds of good stuff. And a little booze. And I think everyone had a very, very good time. Would you not agree, Liza? I, yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, it was an interesting mix of people. Because, you know, we, it, it was a biker mix. And there was a, sort of an LGBT contingent. And there was sort of Carmel Valley cowboy <laughs> and cowgirl contingent. And everyone was just into having a good time. It, it was good. I think, at its, I think at its height, there was probably, you know, 150 people there, maybe 200. Yeah, a good time. Um, and actually, uh, our friend Barry came by today. He's like, I think I want to bring my Ducati down to Emma. 
And I said, I don't know if she's got room. She's pretty packed right now. Yeah, I am kind of, you know, real estate's always a bit of a problem. But, uh, you know, it is what it, what kind of do you, Cassie, is it? <laughs> it's something vintage, something vintage. This is, you know, Barry who has the uh, Moto Marini. And oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, for that. <laughs> no, no, he's got a... Um, is that the one no, the shiny tank a, today? Mm. He has that a was multi- his chrome, yeah. He has the Multistrada. He has a multi. No, that wasn't a, a multi-strata, was it? No, no, I'm not talking about the one he had today. That oh, was a. Okay. That was a no, he has a, he has a 2016 multi-strata. Oh. With, with Skyhook. Oh. It's yeah, it's terribly complex. It's beyond my feeble brain. <laughs> is there you get? Ah! Is there you get picked up by an airplane? The yes. Skyhook. Yes, Skyhook is when you get picked up by a passing airplane. And Ducati fit it to all their multi-stratas. Part of the Alpine, the uh, the Austrian campaign. Well, it, it's not very effective in America because it only works on Alitalia, Italian <laughs> airliners. And there's, there's not many in the flight path here in America. But in Italy, you can get picked up by any passing airliner, apparently. This is what I've been told. Um, and guess what, guys? Today, we're, we're doing something special today. We have a bunch of listeners who are waiting to come in and... We're going to be helping people out. It's called Dear Misfits. And not only do we have people calling in with uh, who needs some advice and help. Well, Jim is one of them, too. So, Emma, you get to help Jim. He I has think mine's easy. an well, unusual I'm problem that happened today. But before we get there, I wanted to tell you about the dreams I crushed today. Um, but it starts with... Can I with, tell you about my dream last night before you say that? No. No, I'm going to tell you, you crushing anyway. grapes? I know. I dreamed I was eating a giant marshmallow, and I woke up and the pillow was gone. I don't know where it went. Sorry. You're so silly. Um, well, first it started with yesterday. John and I had a great day, and I just wanted to recap. We did that. He said, "Hey, my wife is out of town. I got a free pass to go do whatever." And I was like, "You know, I'm exhausted. I've been working hard all week. I don't have a lot of energy, and I don't like going for a ride when I." like really low energy. But um, I was like, but you know what? I, I, I do. I should get out. I haven't ridden much. I should get out. So he took the uh, KLR. I grabbed the 690 Enduro, which is always fun. Headed down to Watsonville to the Watsonville Airport, which is a great place to have a meal. Lots uh, of activity there yesterday, too. Lots of planes flying in and out. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the food there is beyond awesome i mean i was super surprised yeah and we're watching the uh the jumper airplane coming and going oh nice dropping people off um had fun um but from there we went up to buzzard lagoon which is just a nice like dirt road not anything too sketchy but even while we were up there i was like my body's not responding like it should be i'm just like dead in the seat you know low energy so from there, we rode on the, all the back roads, just nice roads, leisurely, leisurely pace. Uh, thank you, John, for letting me just take my time. And we went and got pie because, you know, pie. And then uh, just just riding all over that area in the hills. What a great way to finish it off. We went back to the Watsonville Airport where I chartered a helicopter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we went for a little like ride over the hills wow. and... And we were looking for fire roads, Jim. This is a great yeah, thing. Every Jim. time I fly into San Jose, that's what I do. <laughs> I know, we took right? for the uh, team here. Uh, but the fun part is uh, they had the doors off on the on the helicopter. John and I were in the back seat. And uh, 
uh, it was not big at all. And Mm-mm. and I made in the mistake. Uh, she said, uh, you know, it's okay if you want to like hang your legs out the helicopter. And I was like, really? <laughs> okay, we're flying over Santa Cruz. We're like we're finding our houses and stuff. So I decided I'm like gonna hang my leg out. So I whip my leg out, not even realizing that we're doing 95 miles an hour. And my leg just gets grabbed oh, by the no. wind and jerked back. I'm like, ah! Did a little bit of pee come out? Oh, no. <laughs> well, then, of course, she says, hey, John, stick your leg out. <laughs> yeah. See what and happens. I'm like, Liza, anytime Liza tells you to do that, just do the opposite. <laughs> but it, yeah, but just a great, great fun day of adventure, topping it off with a nice little chopper ride. Well, and the pilot was awesome. Yeah, she was a baby. She she looked 12. She had to have yes. pillows on the back of her seat so she could reach the pedals. I kid you not. No, totally. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was fun. Oh, that is fun. Um, curious might want to know, how much does it cost to charge for a helicopter? It was like 400 bucks for like three of us. I took my um, nephew, Enzo. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I called his, his mom. I'm like, bring, it, bring him down. I was taking him up on a helicopter. Okay, and how long do you get for that? Like an like, hour? Oh, no, no, no. No, it was only like 20, 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just a nice little go around the hills. They're like, where do you want to go? You want to go over the ocean? You want to go over the city? What do you want to do? It was fun, but you can do uh, an hour trip down to Big Sur for like 800 bucks. Yeah. I've never been on a helicopter, so it was super cool for me. A lot of fun. So, yeah, we just had a great day with a little added cherry on top adventure, which made it just I was I was feeling good. So when we had people show up with their project bikes today, oh boy! So just to close out the helicopter thing, okay. I'm trusting all of y'all not to tell my wife this <laughs> because I think I might have pushed a free pass day. So all you <laughs> listeners, don't tell my wife, all right? Please. <laughs> yeah. So it started with um, we had a nice young man show up for the first time today named Matthew. And he had a little XL125 that he bought for $400. Um, cute little, you know, little dirt bike. And he said his goal was to get it running today. And I'm looking at it. There was not a stitch of wiring or electrical components on it or an exhaust, anything. It was basically a, a rolling chassis with an engine, a carburetor, and a tank and a seat done. That's it. That's an ambitious goal. And whoever sold him this bike decided they didn't need any of the wiring or electrical bits and cut them flush with like the engine case, cut the taillight flush with the taillight, the wires, like everything just cut away. Um, just a mess. Everything's in a box. And I was like, Oh boy. Well, we established it had spark. So I'm like, all right, there's power going to the coil. But even with starter fluid, we couldn't get it to do anything until it, I... So oh, it popped once or something. I sprayed it? starter fluid in the exhaust. And it went pop, 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 pop. Uh, and he was like jazzed. I'm like, it's not necessarily good news. <laughs> uh, so then just spent the day telling him, dude, you're fucked. <laughs> he, this is his first bike and only bike. And this was the one he wanted to fix it up and get it back on the road. And trying to explain to a kid, like, there's no fuse box. There's no um, ignition switch. There's nothing. There's no alternator. There's, like, there's nothing on this. So you're going to have to 
buy a wiring harness and then you're going to have to buy all the things that plug into it. You, you know, it was interesting. I'll, I'll, we've, Emma's going to weigh in, I know, but I was hanging out with uh, Crete and Chris um, looking at the bike later this afternoon. Yeah. And Chris had some pretty encouraging advice. He, he looked did. at it because Chris runs these, you know, 404s, uh, these old race, you know, yeah. like, ra- vintage race bikes. And he goes, only thing on my bikes and his, he writes his on the street, mm-hmm. um, is what I absolutely need. And he said, you can really get everything you need um, at the hardware store for the most part. And he said, right. just start running what you need. And he said, for like, you can get an ignition for what, five or 10 bucks, a switch. Yep. Or he said, just do a toggle under your seat. Um, yep. And he said, you can buy, a, I didn't realize this, but like a wire loom, like three wire, mm-hmm. four wire, et cetera, by the yard. So you can just buy, okay. you know, like six feet of. Yeah. I mean, but Chris was encouraging. He said, but, for not a lot of money, you can do the electrical. Uh, yes, but it didn't even have a brake light switch on the foot or the handlebar. I mean, He's going to have to be collecting all these bits. Chris is like, yeah. ah, all you need is a taillight. I'm like, I mean, I need a headlight. And I'm like, nah, you also need yeah. brakes. And and uh, and the battery box is attached to the air box, which was removed because a K&N filter, was, yeah. a pod filter was put in. So there's no battery. There's nothing. So I'm like, dude, I just hate to tell you, if this is your first and only <clears throat> bike, that's a great project, but don't expect to be riding it anytime soon and expect to put a lot of money into it to yeah. get it r- running and safe. Yeah, it's going to be a long Crushed. road. Crushed. Crushed. And then Crushed. Uh, like a great. Cooper. That's, no- that's yeah. number one. And then Cooper. Cooper with the uh, $500 Ducati. Cooper Cobra. Who, <laughs> who had the, uh, I did not know about the vacuum operated uh, fuel pump. Because he's not getting fuel. He says he's getting spark. He's not getting fuel. Right. And I, I'm like, well, following the fuel line, what is this thing? What does it do? It looks like a flying saucer. He says it's a fuel pump. I'm like, how does it work? There's no wires. I don't know. So I said, take it out. Take it apart. I want to see how it works. I want to see what it does. The, the simplicity personified. And... um. McCooney really came up with them with the three-wheel craze in the very, very early 80s. I mean, they predate that, but a lot of the three-wheelers came with them because of the demand for fuel. And, you know, a three-wheeler requires a lot more throttle input. So they put these little fuel pumps, and it's just a a diaphragm and two chambers, each with a one-way valve. There's like three moving parts in it. Yeah. But they're all made out of rubber. So they all get like janky and nasty. No, it looked really cool. It was great to see how it works. And I said, okay, now that we understand how it works, obviously you need vacuum from the engine to operate it to get the diaphragm pumping in and out. So that could be the whole thing disabling this. Hook up your vacuum line. Let's hook up a a fuel line to it and then see if anything comes out the other side. Then I think his battery died. It was just kind of one thing after another, like wah wah, and I don't think he ever got any further than that. Crushed. He was kind. He was crushed. He okay, was crushed. so that's two. So now, so you, oh, there's another. You've crushed Mathieu. Yeah. You've crushed Cooper Cobra two hundred five seventy fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> Who was number three? Well, I didn't actually crush him. He crushed himself, and that would be Charlie. Oh, God. Charlie Rod Snapper. So Charlie's race bike that he bought not too long ago. Tall Stepper. 
He was thinking, I'm hoping it just broke a valve. So he was being hopeful and just disassembling the engine in the frame. And he takes the head off. And, and sure enough, there was a, a valve that was broken. It was loose in there. And the pistons didn't, didn't look too bad. Well, you saw the oil when it came out, right? Uh, well, he said there was metal in the oil, but he was staying optimistic. Uh, he and, then, weapon here. and then he pushed that piston down when it should have been up. And we're like, oh, there it is. Oh, damn. Yes. And so, yeah, it broke the rod and the rest of the rod is missing, which means it all got et up. Because he was oh. doing 100 miles an hour when it happened. Oh, no. Yeah, where he was at Thunder Hill, oh, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But he did get a new van. <laughs> but he did get a new van, so he's feeling good about that. Um, yeah, so it's so crushed. <laughs> he sent me the picture, so crushed. Yeah, you are, you are Liza Tri Crusher Miller. But I had a good, good weekend, so I was feeling I'll good. Bet you, I'll, I'll, bet you okay. did. I'll bet you did, Liza. I did. No, it's hard to see a young man like Matthew who buys this project bike. That he thinks has all this potential. Did you but, check? Did, did you check the cam timing? No, we didn't get into it at all. And I said, "Here's the thing: when you're taking a bike like this, that's been sitting this long, not running, you really have to start at the beginning and go through everything. You can't just say, oh, let's just. You can't just figure out what's wrong. You have to rule everything out and assume everything's yeah. bad, and go well, through it step by step.'" Yeah. And assume that somebody has screwed with everything at the, by that point, too, I think. When somebody cuts wiring flush at the engine case, yeah. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, you need to go through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and has thrown away the ignition and everything. And basically, I said, you bought a non-running farm bike. <laughs> That's what you bought. Um, so, well, I maybe said, he lives on a farm. Well, yeah. Um, I said, well, here's the thing. You're going to think you're going to get this running. He goes, I'll just get it running right around my friend's property. You're going to ride it twice and get bored and put it up. I've seen it happen again. Uh, Davey and the Marine was here and he goes, yep. <laughs> but I said, this is the perfect second bike. This is the perfect project bike that you have in the garage that you're working on and learning. And and the the journey you go on and all the bits and pieces you're going to learn it's really worth it. But you are want to ride a bike. You want a bike to ride. This isn't it. You can't rush this. And even if you do get it running, it's probably going to run like shit. You have to go through everything on it. Um, so I really did want to give him good news. So I was asking everyone, like Barry when he came, who's gone through bikes, you know, frame up. And like Chris, who also knows how to, you know, keep old bikes running. And so we'll see what the fate is. But um, our friend uh, Dukaki Dave, he reached out to me yesterday uh, because he said, hey, I got a bolt came out of my my rear footrest and I can't get to it because it's behind the exhaust. Can you help me fix it? Mm -hmm. I was like, sorry, dude, I'm not I'm not home. And so today I said, hey, bring it by the garage. He goes, it's all right. I already sold it. Wow. The bolt sold the bike. He sold the bike because he didn't want to deal with the bolt on the rear footrest and having that to take his, the exhaust off to get to it. That was his short stir, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Crushing dreams. So, hey, so John, so let's cool. start letting people in. All right. We're going to start letting people in, see who we have 
joining us and see what we can help them with. Let's see. I see Rob T. Dan Darrow. Who else do we see? Who else do we see? No, Dan's muted. Who else is in the room? There's Hello. Dan. Hello. This isn't going to be Dan like that chat roulette, is it? Bob. And I see Rob T. Hello, Rob T. Hello. You're, are you like uh, Miss Marianne looking through her magic mirror? <laughs> Emma won't get that romper room. <clears throat> all right. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us. We are here to help you. You all have problems or need advice or something. So let's start with uh, Rob. You have a question about a first bike? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So what can we help you with? Sure. Well, uh, my friend actually just got her first bike. She's unfortunately at work, so I don't have her here with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But her first bike, she got an 86 BMW K75. Which model? Wow. That is quite a first bike. An RS? What is it? I think it was a C. It's the one without the fairings on it. Uh, Just an S? Is that an an S? Well, they, no, they came. They came in K seventy five C, which was completely naked, and then the S, which had a little bikini, yeah. and then the R S, which was kind of, and then the R T. Yeah, and the R T. I had the R T. Yeah, because you're very arty like. That's you. right. Um, interesting choice for a first bike. Not a bad first choice. Um, well, wait. How much was the bike? Right. It was twenty two fifty. Twenty two fifty. Okay, that's on the fence. So, is it running good and very well maintained? The guy even had to. Okay. Right. How yeah. many? How what, many miles? What is your que- What is your question, darling? Sure. Um, so we we know from looking online that we're want to keep an eye on the drive chain with the or the drive shaft with the splines on it, keeping those clean and lubed. So we were just wondering, are there any other signs we should keep an eye on for while we're maintaining it? Well, um, that drive shaft problem was truthfully was more of a K hundred problem, and they stripped the drive shaft in the wheel, and they stripped the drive shaft in the clutch as well, just to um, for good measure. But ninety percent of the problems were in the hundred. The seventy-five out of the two is the under undeniably the sweeter bike um doesn't get much in the way of power um but it's so much nicer bike it's lighter it's hooks up quicker it's smoother as surprising as that may be even though it's got one cylinder less um they're actually very very nice bikes how many miles are on this beast uh just thirty-three thousand. okay so it's got low mileage on it Oil is everything, absolutely everything. My advice to you, change all the fluids in it. Mm-hmm. Front brake fluid, rear brake fluid, engine oil. And don't forget, it's got separate transmission oil. Change the oil in the pumpkin as well. Yep. Okay. So just change all the oil. And that's going to tell you a great deal about the condition of the engine. Um, mm. by the color of the oil that come out out of the transmission and the pumpkin it should come out fairly clear um, some bikes smash up the oil in the pumpkins BMWs usually keep them fairly clean if it comes out full of metallic 
ah, there's something to look at. But really, aside from the fact, the, the only reason I was hesitant as a first bike is ergonomically, they're quite odd. Mm-hmm. They're sort of, they, they carry their weight quite high. And because mm-hmm. BMWs sort of force you into this riding position, I love BMWs, but my one criticism of them, you can't move about on them. BMW say, this is how you will sit on our bike and it is correct and you will not move. And it's quite kind of tucked in. I will agree, though, that they are correct. And the first time I got a BMW and it forced me into this awkward riding position and then I went and rode long distance and nothing hurt. Right, exactly. But for a first time rider, it's quite it's quite a challenge. Um it's an interesting choice and a bold yeah. one at that. It kind of brings your elbows in and yeah. 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 You know, and I love that whole sort of like Volkswagen golf instrument pack on it. And they're just, they're just neat bikes and they're very much of the period. So, and I'm looking at pictures of the bike. One thing I'm going to say uh, on a bike of this age, check the tires. If it's low mileage, Oftentimes, people don't change the tires, and those might be 10, 15-year-old tires. Okay. Yeah, we'll check the life on those. Right. And you will go online, and people will say, oh, if the bike's been stored inside, it'll be fine. They're not dry-checked. Remember, tires, aging on tires is a chemical reaction. You can keep tires in a climate-controlled environment. You can keep them under the stairs at Granny's house. And they will still deteriorate. So now what I'm telling you is no matter how pretty the tires are, how soft they feel, if they're 10 years old, junk them. Mm-hmm. They can be brand new. Junk them. Get some nice modern rubber on it. And I'm pretty sure that Conti actually do radial tires in that size. So you can do a massive upgrade to radial tires in the classic BMW size, specifically for bikes like that, which is really going to make the bike a lot more sure-footed. Um, the-, the front end can get a bit saggy on them, but again, on the naked ones, it's not so much as the problem as the ones with the um, with the fairing on it. So- the only other um, thing that kind of is a little red flag looking at these pictures where are the side covers? It looks like there's bits and pieces missing from this. And oftentimes yeah, uh, the, that's the sign of a bike that may have been crashed. Yeah. The previous owner was actually in the process of doing some mods to it to lower it. Cause he was a shorter than my friend is. Mm-hmm. That's how she got it. Um, the speedometer needs to be reconnected. We're going to be going through it and checking all that stuff. Okay, great. Yeah. That's always just a little bit of a red flag, but. Fun bikes. I mean, I'd say the biggest issue, and the reason I tell people not to buy these bikes at all is because when something goes wrong, it's going to be expensive and not simple. Um, You have things like ABS brains. Mine blew up when I was in Mexico, you know? Oh, is that? No, that's pre-ABS. Is this one? What? I don't know if this one's ABS or not. Uh, What year is it? 86. Oh, it ain't got ABS. Oh, okay. But just saying... They have the BMWs at the time had a lot more uh, higher end stuff, sensors and stuff like that. And that can be expensive. I remember uh, Dan got a free um, K75 from somebody. Uh, all it needed was to have the, the seal between the, the shaft and the engine. 
and then it ended up costing him the cost, the value of the bike to get it repaired. Mm. So just be careful. It can be expensive, but cool bike. I love to see K75s on the road. Oh, they're brilliant. So the flying um, brick. Yeah. yeah. No, well, no, the 75 is a briquette. Briquette. It's so, a, the, the 100 is a brick and the 75 is the briquette. Nice choice, Rob. And um, thank you for being a good friend. Hey, Emma, on those K75s, since it's a triple, yes. is it? I heard that there was some sort of a, a dummy piston or something to help balance it. No. Does that make any sense? No, it's just a straight three cylinder. How yes, is it? It's 120 degree. Triples are the most balanced engines in the world. Because you got the one in, in the, the center. In the same way that a straight six is far more balanced than a V8. It's, it's the harmonics within it. You see, don't forget the four doesn't work like a four. It's two pistons going up and down together. That's how fours work. They're doing different things. But the, the, the triple is far smoother than a four. Yeah, I I did mine cross country. I mean, it's a very capable bike. Oh, and they sound epic. <laughs> you know, the the noise out of a triple is, in, in my opinion, is one of the best noises in motorcycling. Tra la la. Yeah, so there you go, fluids. I would say for you and the bike. Yeah, watch your watch your fluids, Rob T. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see. Do we got Dan here? Yes, Dan. Is that is that Dan O? I hear that a lot on my mail route. <laughs> right out, Dan, Dan What can we help you with? Oh, you've got the northern lights in the background, darling. Oh, that's mesmerizing. Uh, this is my first Zoom meeting, actually. It comes with the Zoom, I guess. <laughs> so, oh, it's quite delightful. Uh, he has no least, idea what's going on. At least on. you're not a talking cat. <laughs> yeah, no, it's hiding all the stuff in the background. Um, I wrote you a while ago. I am getting a new bike. I have a Sportster right now. Okay. Um, what year? Uh, 2004, uh, 1200, okay. the Roadster model. Nice. Yeah, that's a good bike. Uh, it's, I love it. It's wonderful. But it's starting to have all the little things wrong with it. And yes. I'm looking, get, I'm, I'm looking to get a bike that can do everything because I can't afford to get a bunch of different bikes. And I'd like to go down dirt roads, paved roads, and two tracks. Not hardcore off-roading, but some off-roading. Right. <clears throat> so I wrote um, for looking for some suggestions on what I had. And I had four. I kind of narrowed it down to, in mind, the Tenere 700. Yes, the KLR 650, the Tiger oh. 850, the CB 500X. I'm a short guy like John is. Mm. Um, the T7 is going to be tall. Yes. Yep. That's what yeah. I was looking at. The the Tenere and the KLR are both going to be tall. The um, best, the best bike out of the bunch by far is the Triumph, but it's also the most expensive. Yes. Yep. That's what uh, when Liza wrote, I looked it up and I said, "Ooh, it's getting a little bit high." So I was actually leaning towards the Honda. The nice thing I like CB five hundred Xs. I've never made a secret of liking them. The only thing you're going to have to remember is you're going to have to do quite a bit to it because just buying a CB five hundred X isn't going to do what you want it to do. Yes, you're going to have to mess around with it, which means. First, you're going to have to put tires on it. Yeah, I already got a list of tires ready to go to that I had in mind. Is that a 17-inch front wheel? Yes. So, yeah, so off-roading is going to be a little bit of a challenge yeah. with that. 
it yeah i'm not planning on doing any real off-roading like okay. dirt bike stuff it's just two tracks that you would go down like uh dnr trails and stuff to go camping right. on. so yeah. what what i did with my klr first was i um i i lowered it uh and i yes. bought the dog bones and i lowered it in an inch i got the lower seat too um and i dropped the forks in the in the triple tree uh down to compensate for what i was lowering in the rear end and that was great to start out with. And then about six months later or eight months later, I, I put it back up to stock because I was ready for it. And I put it back up to stock size. That's what I was going to ask you and, was uh, how it went for you riding it. Well, it, was, I know- it was super helpful having it lower when I was just starting. Um, okay. But how did that change your drive on it? Because I, I had heard from people I talked to here that it would change your actual ride. No, I didn't find it, especially because if you drop, uh, you have to drop the forks to compensate for what you drop the rear end. And Emma, Emma certainly okay. can. can Tell me if I'm wrong. So what you do is if you change the the one end of a bike. Yes. So what happens on a bike? You've got this thing called rake and trail. Yep. And rake and trail, the rake is the angles the forks come off the front of the, the bike. Now, when you're sportster, they come out at a fairly kicked out angle because it's got that sort of sportster kind of chopper look. So the rake is kind of a big number trail what you have to do for trail you have to imagine extending your forks all the way to the ground and marking that line with a piece of chalk and then take your front axle and going straight down to the ground and marking that line with a piece of chalk the distance that's the trail And generally, the larger the rake, the larger the trail. There are exceptions, and you can mess about with it by changing the position of the front wheel axle. And manufacturers, particularly in the 80s, did. They, you know, they'd put the axle in front of the forks, put the axle behind the forks, and that changes it. But generally, as a rule of thumb, the greater the rake, the greater the trail. If you drop the back end of the bike, if you drop the, you know, basically drop the back down, you're increasing the rake because now in relation, actually you're increasing the trail. The rake stays the same because the distance, the the angle of the forks on the frame stay the same, but because you've dropped the frame, you've kind of moved everything forward. But that imaginary line that goes down straight down from the axle stays the same. So, the rake is the same, the trail is changed, and the handling will be different. It's going to get lazier. So, John, so as John says, you drop the whole lot. So I'm curious, how much did you drop the, the seat, and then how much did you lower the drop the triple tree? Uh, one in, Well, the seat itself or the, was one inch. The whole rear end, okay. The rear end was another inch, and the so, triple tree was an inch. So okay. I, got, I got basically got two inches with the seat. Okay. But, I, you know, for me, the handling didn't change much on the street. Uh, that, was, okay. that wasn't a problem at all. Um, because I don't mind putting in the extra work, uh, learning the bike and feeling it out. Yeah, you right. know? Um, But the until, uh, where it showed was in the dirt, said, though. I will say, yes. when I was out in the desert, uh, that extra inch made a difference. So that's one of the reasons I lo- I put it back up. And I w- I want to be clear, Dan. I've never made a secret that the KLR six fifty is not my favorite bike. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, heard you, the cockroach. I, I, <laughs> I've never I've never made a secret of that. However. I still recommend them to people. That, that's I what think, I was reading is that it just, everybody says it doesn't do anything great. It just does everything good. Yep. After a 1200 Sportster, you're going to be looking for power. 
and you're going to be looking for power the very first day you buy it. Well, that isn't going to improve. That's okay. I'm I'm not. I'm like Naked Jim in that part of it. I don't mind starting out low and growing up with it. I'm not somebody who wants to just jump into some monster bike that's over my head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, I get it. And the cost of KLR 650s will draw you in. Yes, very much so. (laughs) But I think if you can find a CB500X, it's a fundamentally better bike. Okay. Well, in that. And that has the six-speed uh, transmission on it too. So yes, yes, that's... and it's a younger bike because don't forget my biggest argument against KLR six fifties. It's basically an eighties bike, yeah, and it rides like an eighties bike. Now Rob T is there is going, hey, I've got a real eighties bike. I've got a K seventy five, and they ride differently. And nobody is going to ever deny that a KLR650 rides like an 80s bike, because it does, because that's what it is. Um, Whereas the CB500X is basically a 2015 bike. Yeah, but the the other advantage is if you're actually going to take it on some trail riding and and get into a little bit of adventure, it's not a huge risk. You're not going to mess it up. It's unkillable. And you can flip it. Usually in get is, your money back. It's the, the yeah. cockroach of motorcycling. It is the cockroach. And like I tell people, it's not a great first bike. It's an okay second bike. It's a great third bike. Yeah. I as long as you have other bikes that can do other things great, this is that great just backup bike to do all all the things you need, but also right. take it out and abuse it and, and really ride it hard. And you're not going to kill it. You're not going to hurt it. You yeah. Can, you and know, I think. Those are wise words, Stan, because I think as your only bike. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Yep. As your only bike, I, you know, I see you I see you being a little disappointed. I really do. And we don't ride mo- we don't necessarily ride motorbikes to be practical. Well, you know, we no. ride motorcycles it's- because they they kind of, you know tinkle a little bit of things in our heart. I, you know, and I think to Emma's point, you got to sit down and have an honest conversation about yourself, about wh- how much riding you're going to do in the dirt yeah. and what you're, you know, what really you're going to do. Cause most of us buy these things and it's very aspirational. We think we're going to go do those things and then we never do. And we end up just riding them like on the street. So, well, so go ahead, Jim. I was another one comes to mind is the, the NC 700, you know, a little more power, very similar, I think, but you know, I'm the Honda down right now, Honda NC 700. And I think the DR650 is a little lower than the, than the KLR. The DR650 is another good yeah. option as well. Oh, they're brilliant. I've done, I've done two DR650s at Murrowtown recently, both with FCR pumpers on them. My God, it's a hell of a bike. I'm just it's curious, amazing. what is your budget? Um, I was... I need to keep it under 10 if possible. With, That's why the well, KLR... Okay, well, it's simple. You're buying two bikes. Yeah, well, get an FC7 and a KLR650. There you go. Yeah, but if I got used, I can get two. I know for that. (laughs) Douglas is agreeing. You'll love an FC7 and then a KLR650. I think the the pick of the bunch by far is the Tiger. By I do love my Tiger. Yeah, but you couldn't find one in the price range, could you? Well, and I was going to say that's all the money. That's yeah, all, that's all, all yeah. Money. You won't get out the door for ten with with, a, with especially with an eight fifty. You might find an eight hundred out there because they're um, they're last generation. 
Um, can C I? And that's what I have. CB500X. It's got to be. I'm going to throw out a wild card. Ducati Scrambler. Oh, God almighty. Liza. You stop well, it. If he's going to have on, a no. one bike. Yeah, but. Liza has a point because the desert sled. Yeah, well, how much, how expensive you, are they, though? What will that cost me to repair? Yeah, well, that's the other question. Ducati These were the BMW. affordable bikes. it will cost you bike. everything to repair. <laughs> it will cost you everything to repair. Liza, that is babbling from the sickbed. No, it's not. <laughs> Uh, no, because he says he wants to go do some like fire roads. He's not going to do a lot of adventure riding just yet. Yeah, I'm trying to get him a bike that's fun road. on the street, but that is also capable to go do some fire roads. Well, I don't know how fun on the street, but what about that SWM, that 500? That, uh, oh, that's going to be too tall. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're short like Stubby. me. Stubby. Uh, yeah, I'm 5'5". I'm pretty much right where you're at. And the, T, the T7 <laughs> hey, I'm doesn't taller work? Five, five. I'm the Tenere is too tall? <laughs> the T7? Yeah, possibly. Oh, yeah. It's like 30. It's like as tall as your 450. Okay, because that's a cool motorcycle. It's a great T7, bike. Yeah. yeah. Short people problems. Yeah. Yes. I know. No, um, but I do like scramblers. They are technically, they're a street bike that hint at the promise of doing some off-road adventure. And that might be what you need. And that's why I was recommending a scrambler. What do the newer Triumph scramblers go for? The 800 or 850, whatever it is. 12, 13. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what, I, what I think you should do is go buy a, go buy a used KLR. Set it up to how you want to do it. You're going to be into it for four grand, twenty right five hundred. No, three. not right now. Yeah, I saw not some, right but, now four grand. You know, then you put another, put a thousand into the accessories and then bank the rest of the money. Ride that for a while and see how you feel, and then get a a, a cheaper street bike later. And, I've and, got the perfect bike view done. I've got the perfect bike view. I've got the perfect bike view, and it is the perfect bike view. It's <laughs> Pacific Coast stretched tire booster. You can't go wrong with that. With knobbies. With knobbies, and you have enough money left over <laughs> for the purple glow underneath. I didn't say I was suicidal. I really think, based on your requirements, CB500X, they're just a brilliant friggin' bike. They're just not great in the dirt. You well, you, get, you have to kit it out. Yeah, well, the seventeen-inch yeah, wheel is a is a big deal for for dirt. I mean, that's oh, you can no, you can you can get TKC eighties in seventeen. So I, uh, I I took a kid on his uh, new to him NC seven hundred with TKC's knobbies up Buzzards yeah. Lagoon, and he did okay. I mean, the punishing thing is the little wheel. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. The little wheel is what gets you in the yeah. dirt. Okay, I'm gonna throw out one more thing. John nixed this when I suggested it, but I still think it's. Potential. Oh, here we go again. DRZ 400 SM and throw on some some big block tires on it. Problem is, is you're not going to. He's able not doing what you were doing. He's not going to go and do sand and and. Yeah, but it's stuff. also not going to be great for long distance. Street, yeah, if you're doing any down. slabbing, that'll suck. Exactly. Mm. You, you know what? Um, John has pointed out to me the struggle it is when you have stumpy legs and how few bikes there are that are perfect. So I mean Emma is right that those bikes are great. Um they are when they're kitted out, the, the Hondas. They're just harder to find. Um if you can't settle for a KLR, you're still gonna have fun. And yeah. as long as you maintain it, you'll be able to flip it. Yeah, I've been yeah. looking especially right now, all of the used ones are, like you said, very much up right now, and you can't I can't get a test ride of anything anywhere. No. So There's nothing in any dealership. Don't forget about Twisted Road and Rider's Share. 
Yep, I tried those, and I live in such a bad area. There are three bikes available in my area, and none of them are what I'm looking for. Where do you live, darling? Uh, you northern, live? northern Michigan. I'm up in the woods. Wow! Well, fly out yeah. and ride Liza's Kaler. Up in the yeah, mine's for rent. Come out <laughs> to Santa I'm up, Cruz. I'm in the lower peninsula, up, getting close to oh, the bridge, okay. though. Yep. Okay. Um, area, though. I know. I oh, very beautiful. Personally, me with that bit of money, um, t- buying two bikes. See, the the reason I had leaned towards originally, I was leaning towards that KLR six hundred and fifty, mm-hmm. and the reason I was going to do new was because this is the only KLR that was fuel injected, right? Um, but if I do used, then I'm obviously going to be getting a carbureted one. But like you said, I can get two bikes. Right. <laughs> yes. So it is a struggle to decide. <laughs> I think right now the low threshold, if you're spending 4000 you can get a very good, decent bike that's maybe 10 years old. Wouldn't yeah. you agree, Emma? Yeah, I think so. I yeah, mean, oh, and sure. you could get two $4,000 bikes, and the advantage is you're not going to have to pay any taxes or anything like that. And oftentimes they'll come with already kitted out with racks or whatever you want. Um, yeah. I do let us know what you get. It's worth reviewing. Accessories do not add value to a bike. They add desirability, but you see ads all the time. Yeah, this is a $4,000 bike, but it's got $2,000 worth of accessories. Therefore, it's a $6,000 bike. It's not. It's a $4,000 bike that's more desirable because it may have what you want. People and, still don't get it. And if you get the um, FZ, like something like an FZ07 for like four grand or maybe a Versus that's lowered, maybe a smaller bike for going on trail riding, like yeah, a yeah. KLX. There, there's a, there's KLX a mini Versus yeah. as well. There's a, there's a Versus, what, 300, 300 or something? Yeah, yeah, 300. Yeah. Yeah. And those are, those are very capable. The and, KLX 300 or even the, the new <gasps> 300 Honda. The, I have one more wild card to throw out. Uh-oh. Royal Enfield. Himalayan? Himalayan. I like that bike. The Himalayan. Emma, what you got to say about that, huh? I like Himas. In fact, my my brother's buying a Himal as we speak. Aren't they like brand new, like 65, brand new? Something like that. Yeah, they're very reasonable. Yeah. He's paying 4,000 pounds for his. Hot dog. I think we found that much. No no more power than a KLR, though. No more power than a KLR. But but you have more old people talking to you. Hey, what is that thing? Well, you could get a Ural. I know. Are you familiar with the, um, well, you may not have a dealer, the Royal Enfield? Um, I've heard it on your show a lot. I've heard a lot of your um, guests who have gone overseas and done trips ride it. Um, but I don't know. That was another question I had was up here, there are not many dealerships and unless you're a Harley. All so. right. <laughs> so you should be reaching out to Phil at Cleveland Moto. Okay. Tell him to find you a bike. Tell him what you're looking for. Yeah. Phil may already have a bike or he can help find something because he goes to auctions. And, uh, I mean, oh, yeah. I heard, you can get yourself down at the AMA. Stuff yeah. You guys are talking about. So you can <laughs> get on down to Cleveland, can't you? Uh, yeah, it's, I have one day a week off, but it's I can a long way it. though from up there. <laughs> hey, maybe yeah, he'll meet uh, you halfway. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I can make it work, but he, I got to do you know, it all on a Sunday. <laughs> after, um, AMA, he drove to, Denver to drop a bike off to somebody. 
That's a long ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Phil's a great guy who has as much knowledge as all of us. And when it comes down to availability, because we can be listing off all these potential great bikes, but what's available right now, that's the, the challenge. There, and, I, there is nothing. I looked at Tenere's are all out of stock. KLR's were all out of stock and all everywhere around me. There was, it was all gone. Yeah, but winter's coming up yes. by you. And I'm, yep, that's, exactly. that's prime shopping time. Yep. So, yeah, I would reach out to Phil um, and see what he has or see what he might be able to get and give him your shopping list. Or you could buy 40 SSRs. <laughs> oh. There is, <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Well, I hope we gave you some options. I really think, um, yeah, finding something. You may have to travel to get it. But um, yes. don't don't that's, discount that's the Royal Enfield. They're kind of cool I like bikes. Them. I like them. Yeah, I have and, it on my list. I, I took notes. <laughs> and you could do everything you're wanting to do on it. It's like the KLR. It won't be fast, but it'll be cooler than a KLR. Yeah, that's cool. okay. I don't need to go real fast as long as I can hit 70, 75 decently. KLR, there you go. do that all day long. All right. Well, good. Let's move on. Emma, this next one, I hope, I hope, we, don't, I hope we don't find out too much bad news. This one is going to be a hard one to listen to. Eric, are you there? He's unmuted. Yes, I am. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Emma, do you remember our friend yes. Eric? Yes, I think so, Eric. I remember um, you, darling. He may be oh, cashing whoa, in whoa, on whoa. that uh, garage credit he has with you. <laughs> yes, yes. So, Eric, tell, tell me all your woes, darling. Absolutely, all my woes. Well, first of all, no woes at all. These are first world problems that we all enjoy. Let's just say that. Um, I have a question about clutches, and this is on the CX-500 Turbo. Okay. Ah, yes. Okay. And so this is the first time I am digging in. And when I am digging into a clutch and getting into the internals of how this works... Yes. And I have the clutch basket next to me and I have yes. some questions about it. It looks like it slipped, it burnt out. Can you first and describe there's... what happened and the sound it made? Yeah. <sighs> I didn't want to tell Liza this because <sighs> part of my soul hurt. Because uh. I was just like, oh, I gotta take care of this bike for Liza. Yeah, well, no, just out with it. Just out with it, Eric. Yes. Okay, just out with it. So I was riding the bike. I was just taking it around the neighborhood to keep it happy, keep the fluids going while I start to polish things. Yes. And all of a sudden, maybe around, I probably didn't get anywhere above 40 miles an hour. Yes. And I hear a crunch grinding just god awful noise and i pulled the clutch in and i coast to us you know and i just can't get it into first or second it's just not going at all and i'm just like okay and i'm thinking myself the clutch itself burnt out or something of that nature. And it was a sound 
Unlike any other. Like any other, yes. Uh, Eric, so I, I was able to, I'm just curious about your glove yeah. choice that's going on. Yeah, well, what's going on there, bud? Just, just in case if I have to pick up. Oh, uh, okay, okay. They look like little finger condoms at first. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and what okay. do you do for work, Eric? So okay, I planned so, ahead. I planned ahead. The, <laughs> and the good news is the clutch on the CX-500 is very accessible. Yeah. Yes. So I've already ordered some new clutch plates, even though I don't know what I'm really doing. But there's one other thing that I found mm-hmm. when I went into it. And I don't know what the, you know, you have the friction plate and then you have a plate in between. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you have another friction plate and a plate in between. I yes. have a spot on the clutch sort of basket where I have two metal plates. There's not a friction plate. So it's not alternating. Is it at the end? No, it's in the middle. Can I? In, yeah, please. So I don't know if this is going to come up or not. But okay, hold it still, darling. Yeah, there it okay. is, right in the middle. And right um, in the middle, there's two of them. There's no friction plate in between. Right. Well, carry on talking, sweetie, because I'm going to pull up a parts diagram. So So, I went to the forum and I looked up the parts fish and I didn't see a place where there was two together. No, I'm going to look it up right now. But that wouldn't explain the crunching sound. How did the oil look when you drained it? it, I found some metal fragments. There's where that plate is. No. Exploded, no. uh, exploded plate. Yeah, could be. How? Yeah, we want to find out how many how many uh, friction plates are there in the clutch right now. Oh shoot! You know what? I can't get those two apart. Damn it! Yeah, they're oh. they're heat. They're like heat welded. Well, they're just just carry oh, on. Do you think they're heat welded? Oh man, I can't get those two apart. Yeah, I think you have a shattered clutch plate. That's my uh, opinion. Um, right. What year is your bike, Eric? 82. It's a CX500 Turbo. Yeah. I can't roll my R's as good as you. <laughs> How's that go, Emma? Turbo. 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 Oh. You're absolutely right. I cannot get those two apart. Yeah, friction welded. Well, you just hang on now. That mm. is kind of odd. Seven... Hey, Can you see no, discoloration in no, the metal? Hold on. No, it's a riveted plate. Yeah. All right. Part number is it's plate B two two three two two four six three triple zero. It is actually a bonded plate, and oh. it shouldn't be in the middle. It's actually one second one back from the lifter. So. Let me write that down. But that still wouldn't cause any crunching sound. That wouldn't cause any crunching noise. And where's so, this metal bits coming um, from? Where's the basket? Show me the basket. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I have the basket in the garage. <laughs> does does oh. the basket still have the band on it? Yes. So the band is still intact? There is a band in there. Yeah, okay. I just have this part right here. I should have brought the whole thing in. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fine. What's so... behind the basket? Because if it wouldn't go into gear, that means it wasn't, uh, it wasn't spinning with it. So, how's that held on? Is there a key in there, Ooh. Emma? It 
Key is there, where? Is there a key on the shaft? What locks this in to the shaft? No, it's a spline. It's kind of a spline shaft. So um, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, that number. Um, so the clutch plate is okay. So we need to dig a little bit further. So uh, you know what, Eric? Could be. So Could be. did you look at the back of the basket on the spine? We need to have a look at the basket. That's what I need. Uh, I need to see the basket. basket And you can, um, Liza will give you after the show, um, Liza will give you the Ask Miss Emma email. Take a picture of it, send it to me and ask Miss Emma. And the worst case scenario, Eric, is um, you're going to be pulling the engine and bring it down and we'll build it for you. So you'll be fine. Which you have a credit. With okay. Mototown. <laughs> okay. I, you know, that, I that credit's coming in handy that. now, isn't it? Yeah, it is coming in handy. Yes, it is. But I'll tell you, things are beautiful with the CX500 Turbo. I'm out there polishing, shining. Just got the seat re, re oh, uh, yeah. uh, sort of upholstered mm-hmm. with the, or, the original yep. Honda. The stencil. So it's coming along very it's nice. coming along nice. so we'll we'll get to the bottom of it but yeah i need to see i need to see the clutch basket um things you can try when the clutch is off the bike you should be able to row up and down the gear by spinning the back wheel and it's not going to turn the engine over you should just see the shaft in the center ah. of the clutch turning yeah so that's something for you to try Turn the seat to make sure that the gears are or working. Or turn the rear wheel. The transmission. Turn, the, turn the rear wheels and just go up and see if you've got all your gears in there. Um, you know, the big issue with these bikes is parts availability. I mean, I'm looking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. No, there's no parts for it, but we'll get there. We'll figure this okay. out. Okay. Okay. And okay. Dan, I was going to say, Dan, if you were closer to me, I have a DR650 in my garage that you could try out ah. um, to see if and we could lower it because on the shock itself there's a way to lower it and um so if you were closer to sort of california you would be welcome to try that out it is that, a wonderful bike that story happens a lot living up here if you were closer <laughs> <laughs> i bet i bet <laughs> Well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Uh, but it does start up and run, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, like good. Every time, every time it just purrs right up to bit. And the thing is, all my friends now want to write it. Um, <laughs> but I'm just like, no, you can't. You can't write it. I, there's something else that I need to figure out. Yes. All right. Well, hopefully we can figure so out. Wait, I'm thinking- so I want to make sure we're at the same since you got that crunching noise, though, you haven't run it, right? No, no, not so at it all. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't start up and run. So there's some failure in there. All right, cheers, Eric. Thanks, Mike. Well, I haven't. Yeah, you're absolutely. Uh, the I got it to my garage. I drained the oil, and that's when I had the metal pieces on the drain plug, and I pulled the clutch because that's what I thought it was. 
And right. the clutch, and I don't know how to tell a bad clutch, you know, because it's burnt a little bit, but I don't mm. know if a clutch is supposed to look like that. I'll no, send you that's, some pictures. Yeah, that's burnt. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's done. So you need a clutch pack in it. Pretty toast. Yeah, and I've ordered one of those, and that's relatively, you know, not too bad. So yeah. Okay. Very right. cool. Keep well, this absolutely. In well, absolutely. Picture of the clutch basket for me. The I back. The Thank back. you very much for your help. All right. Well, Thank Eric, I, I hope you get that all sorted out. I mean, at least, you know, it, it is an old bike, and you have to expect that there may be oh, yeah. issues that come Absolutely. up. Unlike Jim, who's our next person up, who has a brand new bike with an issue. Uh, yeah, okay. talk about crushing. Uh, yeah, how many miles on that thing? Now? This is crushing. I think 15. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, 15. Okay, Jim. Oh, God. What's up, darling? So it's interesting. So brand new CRF 450RL. Congratulations. Um, thank yes. you very much. Uh, yes. Yeah, the motorcycle gods. We went up and down today. But yeah, so long story short, um, I made some basic mods to it. You know, bark busters, uh, new bash plate, skid plate. Radiator um, guards. And I yes, put yes. what I did today was radiator guards. Uh, f- what flatline racing? You know, kind of aluminum radiator guards. Yes, anyway, yes. put them on. So went for a ride. It was fine. Came back. Jason messed with the suspension a little bit. Took another ride. Then went down West Cliff. Went to the butcher. Got some meat. Mm-hmm. Went inside. Came back out. Hopped on the bike. Rode home. Then I, I changed clothes. Was going to just bring the bike around back. Turned the key on, hit the starter, and the starter would not shut off for nothing. Oh. It was like hard wired. I had to disconnect yes. the battery. Um, I've come across this before. Uh-huh. There is a there's a faulty starter relay. Okay, that's what I had narrowed it down to. But I'm like, I'm not there's touching a, shit. No, I probably already voted the fucking warranty anyway. Part of my French, but I've done a I've done a couple of these. It's a faulty starter relay. Okay, all right, so. Yeah. I, I was kind of narrowed it down to that because everything else looked f- sorted, right? And I looked online like right, we all right, do. Right. And so, um, is this something that uh, is this a solenoid you can take apart and repair, no, sand it down, it's, it, replace? It's a seal. It's a sealed solenoid. Well, it's a. Uh, yeah, my question. It's a brand new bike, so I'm just going to take it back to the dealer, right? Yeah, and yeah, just say, yeah, here yeah, you go. I, Should I be concerned? Like the starter ran, no joke, for like probably three or four minutes because I had to fucking. <laughs> push it off the street it's in my front yard it's making the noise oh. book in my house look like i had the tools handy and it's just an eight and a ten no, but um took the took everything well, off disconnected battery and tra la la it's a it's a warranted bike it's under warranty i would say when you take it back um you bought it from hollister right uh gilroy gilroy oh pete's pete is one of the neatest guys in motorcycling you take it to Pete, he's a service manager. Pete, this is exactly what happened. I'm certainly going to need a starter relay. You know, put me a starter on it as well. He's just going to put your brand And have them do the tires on. while you're there. Uh, I already got the tires coming. Uh, well, no, but they can there change them for you. But, um, yeah. No, that- I've done a couple of these. There's something, I think it's a bad batch of starter relays. I guarantee you it's not going to be the first I, one he's... It- Oh, yeah. yeah? You're going to go in there and say, oh, sorry, you put Bark Busters in. You voided the warranty. Well, that is one question. There's, you know, Do I have to worry about that? Because we talk about that. You know what I mean? And, and I think they'll do good. I like the guys down there at Gilroy. They were real cool, so I'm not worried no, they're about solid, it. No, they're solid guys. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they've always done it right over But I was like, Gilroy. fuck, if I wanted they, a problem they, in the first 20 miles, I'd have bought that KTM EXE. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, Pete's a personal friend of mine. He's going to take real good advice on the starter as well, because you're like, you know, this this kind of took the wind out of my sails today. Exactly what happened, and you know what? On a bike with that amount of hours on it, they'll just put a starter on for you. They're not going to mess around. Um, You know, but it is worth talking about if you modify the bike and say you put your radiator guards on it. And now suddenly the radiator springs a leak. Now, theoretically, it should be covered. However, if you put radiator guards on it and it kind of naturally pulls the radiator out of position, so one of the seams is kind of stressed and loaded and it springs a leak, guess what's going to happen? Yeah. Now, extrapolate that further and it springs a leak out on the trail and you fry the engine, guess what's going to happen? So you need to be very, very careful what you bolt on brand-new bikes. Mm -hmm. And when you're dealing with a brand-new bike, I'm not saying don't put accessories on, but if it's not fitting right and you're kind of stretching things to get them to fit right, stop. Think about your warranty. Now, most dirt bikes, most dedicated dirt bikes, don't come with a warranty anyway. And never have. Your CRF is an exception because it's a street bike that's also a very capable dirt bike. Um, but if you um, if you buy a dedicated dirt bike like a CR, like um, a YZ, no warranty. Never have been. Never will be. Yeah, but aside from that, it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Thanks, um, I think next up, I think we have a ride report from the hardest scooterist of us all. Oh, we, have we gotten? Have we gotten through everyone now? I think we got through everyone, right? We solved everyone's problems. So does that? Does anybody have any relationship problems? Oh, oh, you want to go for it? Okay. You know, I mean, if if any of you are lonely. And you need some advice. Oh, I know. Doug needs some <laughs> advice. Yeah, Doug. Doug keeps chopping the rear seat off of his, all of his bikes, and then he has to borrow a bike to take a date out for a ride. What advice do you have for him? Doug, I mean, you know, I'm, it's, 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 it's um, the single life is, is, is a very, very enjoyable life um, because the bikes look better, you know? So really, my advice to you, Doug, you've got to decide, darling. You've got to decide whether you want a cool-looking bike or you need a girlfriend. Because <laughs> you can't have both. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have both. You can't keep borrowing bikes, can you now, sweetie? What do you mean keep borrowing bikes for that? This is the first time I've ever asked. And it didn't even oh, happen. No. And... Well, no, Liza implied. Liza implied. Sure, you know? Liza implied, but it never even happened because it, the way I couldn't find gear for her. And it yes. wasn't a date. This was a friend. Okay, but this was a it was a ride date. I'm just saying. Yeah. She's just like, I kind of want to take a ride on a motorcycle. It's like, okay, let's go get you some gear. And so I, I, I scoured the side room and there was not enough gear. So, you know, my advice, Doug, get another cat, darling. <laughs> another cat? Yeah, get another Cats cat. Cats are great. No, this one I have is an asshole. I don't, I don't want another <laughs> Well, and actually, I mean, Emma, you said you wanted to give some some relationship advice. One of the best keys to getting into a relationship 
is having a two-seater bike to take a oh, lady for a ride. John, did, did that work? Did, did, is that how you got your wife? How, how do you no, think I, I got snag- the wife first? And then, <laughs> and then I, I think like I snagged Megan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Want to go? Anyone else use that trick? Want to go for a ride? Go for a ride. You get a bicycle built for two. No, Eric's just making lots of friends with old guys now at the gas station. <laughs> That's what he's get, he's getting with the the turbo, the turbo, 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 turbo. In fact, you know, one of the first dates I had with my wife now was on a motorcycle. We there went you down go. to Alice's. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. I actually had a bad date on a motorcycle once. Did mm. you really lie? I did. I. <laughs> I, I had a, 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 a lovely young woman on the back and I was at a stop and I went to go forward and I didn't realize that she had been reaching back into her purse and not paying attention. And next thing I oh, saw no. was a leg came up. <laughs> there goes a shoe. <laughs> I, know. Oh, I just no. saw a leg coming up and I reached out with my left hand. I caught the leg, brought her oh, back no. down. But she oh, wow. was like not prepared for me to take off. And I'm, I may have been trying to show off. You know, <laughs> you want to go a little extra faster. Was yeah. that, did you have your KZ400? I know that was going to be on my CX500. Yeah. <clears throat> Great bike, but yeah. You got to wait until they're ready. <laughs> or the mm. bitches do fall off. It is true. Mm. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Sturgis talk. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, hey, oh, news. It's Sturgis. Sturgis yeah, week. Sturgis. Right yeah. now. That's right. 700,000 um, people. Full force. Here's the thing. No coronavirus there at all. That's what I heard. Every ah. year we, I, I know it's macabre, but every year I give the. Oh, the death report. The Sturgis oh. death report, which is usually related to driving. And I'm not doing it this time, but there was a. Um, a cartoon that was shared with me that's going around because of Sturgis. And I'll just describe. Um, it's a, a guy with tattooed arms and a and like a bandana on his head. And he's on in a hospital bed on a, <laughs> a ventilator. And he's got giant uh, ape hangers bikery. that he's still going vroom, vroom as he's still in the hospital bed on the ventilator. Oh, and God. it's just uh, poking fun at, um, yeah, at Sturgis. Yeah, Sturgis 21 on it tattooed yep. on his arm. Oh, and we also have to have a moment of silence and for, celebration for Rossi's career. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Thank well, you. Well, everything's got to come to an end. I mean, how old is Rossi now? It's 42. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, he's not real competitive this year either. I'm um, the fact that he hung in there as long as he did. I mean, would you say that he was like the Jordan of that sport? He's. He's the goat. Well, you look at the podiums and the finishes yeah. and the you know all that stuff. Polls. I mean, his numbers are amazing. He's the goat for sure. And yeah, so glad he had a he had a long career. But the good news is he'll be a lot more accessible for us to try and get a, an interview. Oh, with right him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Though it'll be curious to see where he goes from here. Um, well, he has his race team, so I'm sure he's going to keep that going. Yeah. Right. And from all the people we've talked to, like Wayne Rainey, the, usually the next thing is managing a race team and using mm. all that experience to help bring up. Well, he's uh, got the VR riders. Academy, too, which um, is, you know, bringing up young Italian riders. And, you know, he's actually a very good flat track rider. Oh. Yeah. A lot of these guys um, started doing flat track to get 
more comfortable with sliding the rear wheel. He's he's one of those guys. Yeah. I believe he has a little flat track on his property in Italy. Yeah. And they race cars and all that shit. They race everything. Yeah, it's kind of like right. like Moyne's track. <laughs> and I, I, I heard he's going to be opening a dating agency like FarmersOnly.com, but like MotorbikersOnly.com. RacersOnly.com? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you're joking right now. If I'm joking? Yes. What, Rossi's Lonely Hearts Club? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you, think, do you think I might be joking, darling? Um, we did have one other email sent in to us that I may need help, Emma, uh, for you to explain exactly what they're saying. Um, oh, <clears throat> Why don't you read the email you the text you got today? Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, John Ford. That? that was a squeaker. No, that was little the dog. Um, all right. So this one is from Daz Emma, and so hello you're, Daz Emma. You're gonna have to. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to decipher this. Uh, he says, "Hi, Liza. I met Jane this morning in Borton on the Water." Emma will tell you all about the area. Fudge box yes. lid beauty. Jane was in her Fraser Nash resplendent in a leather flying helmet. She told me about her project and I told her about you guys. Really interesting. <laughs> Women on bikes in the Ace Cafe. And I responded, I have no idea what you just said. I thought that was the bad porn you, you <laughs> had at, at one point. So, all right, let's break this down. Emma. <laughs> Met Jane and Borton on the Water. What is that? No, Borton on the Water is a is a is is a very nice little English village. And what does Fudge Box Lid Beauty mean? (laughs) I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah, yeah. You You get it down. Go ahead. Get it down at that store called the Muddy Helmet. That's a fudge box like beauty. Yes, very nice. Very nice, Dad. What is it? I'm not saying. Oh, everybody's trying to Google it. All right, keep going. Oh, okay, wait. He said, fudge box, I was brought up on the humor of Monty Python. Yes. uh, Ealing comedy and carry on films. Okay, again, I'm lost. Uh, So with a huge amount of restraint, I refrain from innuendo and slapstick type comedic comments. Yes. Mm-hmm. I refer to mass-produced candy sold in a generic box in many of the gift shops that blight the country villages and towns, the scene of that beauty spot glued to the package. Yes. Yes. Ah. So, oh, fudge box lid beauty. He's describing the area. Yes. Okay. But I thought it was wizard chocolates. We call something else a fudge box. <laughs> okay, and then you like the you like the tongue punch it, don't you? No. <laughs> okay, and then Jane was in her Fraser Nash resplendent in a leather flying helmet. Yes. What does that mean? A Fraser Nash is a very old-fashioned car. It's like an old-fashioned sports car. She was in her, oh, in a car, in a leather yes. flying helmet. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Sounds I'm fun. starting to get an image. Um, yes. But uh, she's doing a project called Women on Bikes and the Ace Cafe. 
And there's an yes. Indiegogo, um, Ace Dash Women on Indiegogo. So we got to check this out. Yeah, hmm. no, we we we. I suppose we need to. You guys were women in the Ace Cafe, weren't you? Ah. ah. In fact, if you go to the Ace Cafe, you'll find motorcycles and misfit stickers on the ceiling because nice. everyone else is putting them on the sticker wall. But I took advantage. There was somebody left a ladder out and I climbed up and put it on the ceiling. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. <laughs> of course, seize that opportunity. So Bagel, you had a good ride this weekend. Do you do you have did you have any breakdowns? Any advice needed? Yeah, there were no breakdowns. It was wonderful. Uh, now, we did have a very small ride. There were only four of us riding, although a fifth uh, fifth person joined us uh, uh, towards the end who lived down in the area where we were going to. And um, But yeah, we, it, was a, it was a vintage ride. Uh, we had red vintage bikes, although I rode my, my Stella, which is a modern four-stroke in a vintage style, at least. And, and with vintage performance. So it was, it was perfectly matched to the other bikes. And yeah, we had a lovely, uh, almost hundred mile ride over to the coast. Um, actually it was probably at least hundred miles. Uh, and we did not take the, the regular highways. We took these little, uh, paved, but like forest roads up through the mountains, uh, all the way over, uh, to, uh, south of Ridgeport, I believe where we ended up camping. And, uh, this was put on by the top dead center scooter club. And uh, like I said, there were four of us riding. Uh, we had a truck to uh, carry our gear. We had uh, two Lambrettas, a Vespa P200, and me on the Stella. And we had a fantastic ride through the mountains. The weather was beautiful. Um, the The roads, for the most part, were were pretty good. Uh, there were some sections that had some brand new chip seal put down. So that was a little sketchy in some points, especially where there was loose gravel kind of lying around. But we made it through okay. And... Um, yeah, we had this, uh, got a campsite uh, at uh, one of the uh, National Park uh, <clears throat> Service uh, sites down there. And, uh, and yeah, had, had a, just a relaxing evening, had, cooking up some dinner, hanging out, uh, talking about scooter stories over the years. And, uh, yeah, it was a great time. And then we just rode back today, uh, again, taking the uh, back roads through the mountains, uh, the coastal mountains in Oregon, and uh, rode back to Eugene. And, uh, yeah, it was a wonderful, uh, successful weekend. Like I said, no breakdowns and uh, we were able to find uh, clear gas along the way. So that was nice, uh, and, uh, easy on the old bikes and, uh, yeah, it was a great time. Hey, cool. I'm just curious. Sounds fun. Has there ever been a turbo scooter? Not that I'm yeah. not, <laughs> not out of the, not from the factory. I'll say that. I'm sure there have been some turboed scooters that have been made over the years, but I can't think of a specific one off the top of my head. I had actually thought about uh, putting a turbo on <coughs> one of my Heinkels at one point, um, but uh, that would have been a lot of engineering. I'm sure and Emma I, could have done it. Yeah, I'm quite sure too, but uh, I have to go electric instead. So, so, so that's... How how is the AG Triple One project coming along, Bagel? Well, I have not made any any more progress yet. I'm still looking for a a a master fabricator who can help me out with the uh, the swing arm and engine mount, um, or motor motor mount, I should say. Okay. So I've been I've been poking around trying to trying to ask to see if uh, I can find some people who might be up to the task in the area, but uh, but no 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 breakthroughs yet. Still working on it though. 
Well, okay. Good luck. Hmm. Thank you. I have a quick announcement. Oh, yeah? If you guys have not already got your tickets for the Black Hills Moto Film Festival, does everyone know that this is going on? Of course. Of course. How much are the tickets? Though they're free. Free? Free. Here's the deal. Why Um, not go get them? We have more films than ever. Uh, We've got over... 29 we've got 29 films over 15 hours wow. of films and if you go to revsisters.com you can find the link and tickets are free for the first weekend so if you want the the weekend pass which is coming up this coming weekend absolutely free and if you want to have access for two weeks so you can take your time and watch all the films ten dollars that's it and this is all online watch at your own leisure and whatever order you want or you can start at the beginning um there's that a, is amazing value um i don't know if i mentioned there is a film there i really enjoyed called in the red and it is follows a season of uh speedway over in scotland oh. and like i i know that speedway exists i've never really gotten into it. i didn't realize it is a team sport and yes. that they travel to other tracks to compete as a team. And it follows the Scotland Tigers for like one season. Um, and it's really fascinating. Hmm. But Speedway, those people are nuts, man. Yeah, Two gears, no brakes, yeah, no wild. things. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's a lot of really cool films in there. So go to RevSisters.com and get your tickets now. So... Um, I wanted to ask some advice of everyone here. We've got a couple people now, Jim and Charlie, that have bikes with no motor. A la chingasso. What what should happen with these bikes? What do you do with a bike with a dead motor? When Jim, what's what's your bike, Jim? Uh DR three fifty. The DR oh it blew up, huh? Seized motor, yep. Oh, and like in Jim's case, it's extremely hard to find a motor for that bike. Um, And he's already moved on and gotten much better bikes. But he has a plated dual sport with no motor. And then you got Charlie, who's got a track bike that has a lot of, you know, good components on it. But dead motor that would be quite expensive to replace. What do people do? With bikes with no motors. I said you just drop it off in the woods by Doug's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll sell that Olin shock. <laughs> is it worth rebuilding the DR? No, no, the, the think, engine's well, done. Yeah, but you could, is it, oh, okay, the cases are gone too, or can well, you rebuild it's it? Well, it's a 90, what, 8 or something? It, I mean, it's, yeah, it, he ran it out of oil and seized it. Uh, how, long, done. How, how often do you ride it, Jim? Now, none. Well, you know what I mean. No, I it, it's been it's been out of commission for a couple of years. So yeah, the you know it has the, it had the yeah. There's your answer right there. Yeah, no, I don't. You know? I mean, you want it and come and you can take it. No, I don't want it. What do you mean? But, uh, your answer there. I mean, what the brakes are no good fact, anymore. Just the, just the facts that the fact that oh, has it been blown up for a couple of years? Yeah, it's been blown up. Oh, what I'm asking up. is, how often did you ride it before it blew up? Oh, it was like one of my main. I was yeah. it was my main dirt bike. It was a dual sport, but I was I rode okay. a bunch yeah. all over. He blew it up on the freeway. Yeah, yeah. The then the drain plug go. came out on the frames. I mean, it sounds like it's worth rebuilding to you if that was your main. Well, main he's he's already bike. moved on. But you've yeah, you've got other bikes that do the same thing now. But yeah, that's they what start, I'm saying. They just don't stop. What do you do with bikes <laughs> with no engines when you can't get a new engine? What should be done with them? 
like well, Charlie's bike, especially. Like, what do you? Yeah. I mean, if you got time, well, you could tear them down and sell them on eBay. Or actually, uh, right. Dirt bag. Dirt bag. Yeah. Still, still got to find a motor. But it, it, but I mean, you need a motor. The, yeah. Char. I mean, Charlie's bike is a perfect example of. There's always ways to to get that bike going. Um, like get an get an engine. CPR six hundred engines are not hard to find. Yeah. Um, you know, condemning a bike to basically scrap is not something I've ever taken lightly. Um, it's. It's a tough decision to make, whether it makes sense financially or not. I'm not really the right person to ask for that because I get very, very emotional about bikes when they get towards the end of their yeah, life. I, I don't I will do I don't, absolutely everything beyond logic to well, get them to some kind of riding condition. Right. Charlie, Charlie hasn't had this bike for very long, so I don't think he's really attached to it. He's just like, fuck it, I'm over it. Like, well, I saw someone. Someone did the note about so, an art piece. I did keep the gas tank off it because yeah. it looks cool. Lakers colors, but the the frame is great. The suspension is great. The tires are good. The wheels are cool. Um, I personally, I think you should just buy it. Buy a new, a used motor. Uh, but I you can't find one. Oh, I like, bet I can't. can't find one right now. Yeah, he. Yeah, it's a CBR six hundred uh, F four. Oh, well, for or, Charlie? Uh, a, yeah, Charlie, well, yeah, Charlie. Charlie's actually looking at just getting a new bike that he can just run and it'll start every time. Because yeah, he's he not didn't... racing. He doesn't need a race bike. He's doing track days to become a better rider. So he just needs a bike that'll start so he can become a better rider. Right. But, but I mean, in both these cases, they're both done. They're both ready to walk away from these bikes that are just have a dead motor. And I just can't help but think that like there needs to be another life to it. You know, it does suck because I see that DR three fifty sitting there with everything everything sorted but a motor, and it was a great bike. It was awesome, but it just gets into you know how much money and time are you going to put into a bike that's twenty yeah. years old and all that kind of stuff. You know, for for just a basic dirt bike, it's different if it's a vintage thing and you're redoing it. I don't know. Right. Anyone else got some advice what we should do with these bikes? Here's a DR three fifty motor on eBay for. Is it an E? Uh, it's ninety nine. Okay. For ninety eight. How much? Eleven hundred. Okay, yeah. I'll sell you a parts bike for four. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, I was thinking about you. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, eleven hundred. Yeah. For a ninety nine. Well, that's. Dude, I bought the bike for fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing you you get upside down in it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, we keep saying it'd be a good candidate to turn into an electrical project, and here you have Bagel who's trying to like. Solve all the issues that see, are already pre-solved well, on a bike like um, this. So, Jim, his, if I remember right, yours has just fried the bottom end, hasn't it? Uh, well, just the cylinder wall was scarred. The piston was, you know, jacked. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I think the bottom end may be okay, but everything cylinder up is fucked. End, yeah. So maybe Rob, you know, should, Rob no, that should was drive the- that. Drive out here, buy that motor, pick up your bike, drive back to Michigan, <laughs> no, and, and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, I still have the box of parts of the engine there, Emma, when we did the forensics on it. Every time yeah, I climb Dan, up in sorry, my crawl Dan. space, I see this cardboard box with an unhappy penis on it that you drew on it, and, you say, and it says, you knob. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Jim, ask, ask uh, 
Jim Eckerman. I, I know that. Yeah, he had some stuff. Eckerman's always had, trying to sell me DR three fifties. He had yeah. two DR three fifties. Yeah, every time I see him, he wants to sell me one. Okay, Jim. Yeah. I I think I have an idea, hmm. and it's inspired by AMA Vintage Days. Okay. And Emma, I'm going to need your help with this one. Yeah. What would be an affordable, but crazy and stupid engine to throw in there? Like, because we see these mini bikes with like three cylinder, two strokes running around there. And you're like, whoa, that's so cool. What would be like just a crazy, stupid, fun engine? Put a, put a Harley in it. Ooh. <laughs> a Busa. Sportster motor. Sportster motor. Yeah. Well, could you put like a big thumper in there, like a uh, like a Honda six fifty? Oh, could you take one or from um, uh, the the Suzuki, the Savage six fifty in there? Yep. Yeah, just a big lump and thumper in there. Oh. That'd be yeah. fun. That I mean, if you're building something that's just kind of stupid but yeah, fun, I'll, br- I'll bring I'll bring the frame down for you tomorrow. Have fun. I mean, I mean, yeah. So, what would be some good engines that could possibly go in there tri- that are affordable? A newer Triumph Bonneville engine. Well, how, that's not going to be an affordable. Well, engine. Yeah, that's true. What is an affordable, stupid engine to throw in there? Electric. Yeah. E- mm. Not affordable because well, batteries not affordable aren't. When it comes to batteries. <laughs> you see, the 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 problem is it's not just the engine; it's the exhaust, it's the carburation. I mean, I'm on eBay right now, and there is a ton of CBR 600 F4 <laughs> engines <laughs> with low mileage. <laughs> For like $800 and up, oh. free shipping. Mm. Oh. Wow. So put that in there. <laughs> Dude, that would be a fun dirt bike. CBR 600 dirt bike. No, I, I just there need to go. give it to someone that would no, that, do that something with it. That frame would twist it. up and, and warp. <laughs> it would not yeah. handle You could put that. the Ascot motor in it. No, that's where it's at. What else is a plentiful motor? So CBRs are plentiful. What about a CB750 DOHC? Yeah, they're plentiful. Big, heavy engine, though. You know, if if somebody really wanted to resurrect that bike cheaply, you've got to think laterally. That engine externally is exactly the same as um, a GZ250. And mm. you can get GZ250s for nothing especially ones that have been crashed. So just buy like $300 GZ250 and do the switcheroo. The jizzer. Engine out. Yeah, put a jizzer 250 engine in it. And it won't have as much power as it did before, but it'll be back. It'll be riding. Somebody can actually enjoy it. And that'd be a good starter dual sport for somebody like Matthew, whose dreams were crushed today. Right. Yeah, poor kid. Yeah. But mm-hmm. five ninety four, Jim. Free shipping. GZ two fifty. Yeah, it's got your name written all over it. Yeah, it says yeah. buy me, Jim. Right. Next what you to got, it. Bagel? Well, I was going to say since you were so impressed with the buddy's off road abilities, why not throw a <laughs> GY six motor in it and some knobbies on it? Ooh, can you do that? Wait, what's dr- uh, what drive well, is that? That's there's nothing. There's nothing he could couldn't do with a welder. Oh come on, <laughs> you and you're trying to come up with a whole swing arm situation. We're trying to have something that will bolt in with just the, the right all, amount of like mounts and spacers. All you, all you need is a pivot point and a shock mount. <laughs> all right, Jim, let's build a two-wheel drive bike. Ooh. <laughs> okay, whatever. We're not like we're down this rabbit hole now, aren't we? <laughs> well, I just think I think if Rokan you can build something homebrew. just Yeah. No, what's the 
What is that two-wheel drive um, dirt Rocon. bike? The Rocon. Nope, Rocon. not the Rocon not the mini bike, the dirt bike. Yeah, the Rocon trail nope, bike. No, not the Rocon. Hmm. That's not a mini there is, bike. I, a... There is a modern dirt bike that is a two-wheel yes. drive. It's been out for like four or five years now. Yes. No one? I can't remember. I saw videos that looked pretty cool. It was a full-size dirt bike. It's not Spanish, is it? Nobody? I can't remember. Now we got to find it. All right. First one to find it wins. All right. Uh, Two-wheel drive dirt bike. Let's see. It's a thingy. Uh, No, I remember seeing these. Uh, You're going to find an old yellow bike that had an electric assist. It's not. It's not not a Christini. Yes. Yes. Christini. Ah, Chris, yeah, Christini. Good job. All wheel drive, three hundred e start. I thought that was a make of dessert pie. <laughs> <laughs> that's the crostini. Oh, well, uh, that's a <laughs> have you have you not seen these, Jim? Christini, all wheel drive. Um, and while he's looking at that, and I want to talk about, you know, we um. Just it made me remember at AMA Vintage Days, some of the weird stuff. Emma, did I tell you that I rode a Honda Gyro? Oh, God. <laughs> Do you guys know what a Honda Gyro is? I know exactly what a Honda Gyro is. It is the, the cultural love child of an Aerial 3. Honda uh, Gyro. I thought it reminded me more of the um, the old people shopping cart at Walmart. The, the you can ride. Um, the, uh, if you want to look at its grandpa, oh look up an yeah. aerial. So, Jim, you're looking at it? It looks like something if I was going to go play golf in Japan, I would put my golf clubs yeah. on the back. Yeah, oh, yeah, so here's the thing. That's what um, MotoGP really wanted. And they in Japan, they use them a lot, and they have a truck bed on the back it looks for total, doing deliveries. So Japanese, yeah. And there, version, were, yeah. there were a couple guys there who had them, and I was like, I got to try it. I got to ride it. Well, Emma, there's also video you can find uh, on on Facebook. Um, one of the guys was doing the barrel racing at Vintage Days on that auto gyro, which yep. the thing that's unusual about it is the whole bike leans. Yes. Even though it's a three-wheeler. And well, you can see him end. hit some ruts, and he loses control, and he bails, and he jumps off the bike, and the thing shoots off the track right towards the person who's filming, <laughs> yep. runs right into her, runs her over as she screams, <laughs> and you hear people going, hey, okay, it was awesome. yeah. and they're pulling the bike off of her. I'm all right. <laughs> How people don't get killed there, I, I don't no know, idea. but it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. It looks like you could soup this thing up, too. See, like if you want to drop a big old, because it's 49cc, so you don't need a license, yes. don't need plates, which is beautiful. <gasps> Put a kid on that bitch. But dude, yeah, <laughs> drop a little two-stroke in here. Yeah, Would it wild. be crazy to turn your DR into a three-wheeled off-road bike? That's a great idea, Jim. <laughs> what are you even talking about? <laughs> That's a horrible idea. Oh, what get are you a, even get a, a, a th- an ATC three-wheeler and just take the engine and rear drivetrain out of it and weld that in. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel bad for the bikes. I want to see yeah. life again for the bikes. That's all. And um, yes. parts are not available. You can't just get a top end. You know, <laughs> no, no. He drained the oil came out on the freeway. It's uh, yeah. Here's yeah. here's what I'm going to suggest. Still, the, yeah, bottom end should still be fine. Okay, I'm going to throw this uh, option out. 
I do have, even though I have no idea how what it'll take to fix it, but I do have an XS750 triple engine. <laughs> that could be a pretty cool. No, you can't. You can't disassemble that bike, Liza. That no, no, I have no, the spare extra, yeah, in the side room. Oh, you, oh, that's right. Yeah, you yeah. do. I do. Uh, I have a spare. Right. So yes. then, what do you do about uh, you know, say engine mounts, for example? Oh, oh, you make them. Yeah, you make them. Welders. Yeah, yeah, you make them. You would be the god of vintage motorcycle days if you brought that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got so much free time on my hand. I'm gonna just start. <laughs> and I have to have three into three uh, scrambler pipes on it. Yes. Yes. See, Amazon hey, side on board. That'd be the perfect dirt bag bike. Or yeah. he's, he's thinking about now. Look at dirt bag. Okay, we can dirt bag it. Um, Jim. Yes. All those, all those meeting rooms at the city council in Moneyvale. Oh. You know, the, the chairs yes. that they don't use anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's your mansion mounts. You just <laughs> cut out office chairs. <laughs> perfect. Uh, Cut up stackable office chairs, and there's your engine mounts. That's oh, I'm in then. <laughs> Sounds much easier. <laughs> I'm doing it. I love it. Well, hey, guys, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, since we still have you here, do you have any more questions? we got a little bit of time and no emails to read because I had you all come on. Any questions? Oh, Dan, back? Rob? What's the airspeed quick. velocity of a eastern swallow? Yes, American or English. (laughs) 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 Rob, you got any questions? Yeah, actually, I heard back from my friend, the one who bought the uh, the MK75. She says the front tire is five years old and the rear is about four. Is that okay? okay? No, that's great. Yeah, you're still in. Generally... A new tire manufacturer really shouldn't be selling tires that are beyond five years old. But between five and ten is considered good service life for your tires. So she gets a thumbs up from Emma. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. But, yeah, just going back to just remember all the fluids on that one. Um, People often don't remember to do the brake fluid. And that's, I think, the thing that on older bikes is most important because you lose efficiency of the braking. Um, and you need to flush it out, put new fluid in, and you'll have better brakes. Well, you know, I know I've talked about this before. Brake fluid is hygroscopic, which means it sucks all the fluid out of the atmosphere. And you're going to say, oh, I live in a dry state, which is fine. But there's Always moisture in the air. Always. And brake fluid. There you go. Brake fluid loves that stuff. It will suck it out of the air. That's why when you get brake fluid on your hand, it always feels so weird because it's actually pulling the moisture out of you. Um, And that's why you should always change your brake fluid. Your bike can live in the most benign environment and you'll find massive corrosion on brake stuff because the moisture from the atmosphere is being sucked out, held in the brake fluid, and then it's all around the pistons and the cylinders. No, it's a terrible mess. So fresh brake fluid for all. Yes, please. Now, um, uh, on a flip side of that, a lot of people don't realize because it's hygroscopic, you can actually 
put some brake fluid on a paintbrush and use it as a deodorant, and it'll absorb on those very sweaty days. It'll remove hair. I don't think that's recommended. <laughs> Liza, you've <laughs> got to be careful what you say, because if somebody actually does this and dies... Inject it. You inject the brake Well, it's even better fluid. for the genital area, I hear, too. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, hey, Emma, speaking yeah. of keeping old bikes on the road and making memories, you remember I that? I thought you were going to say, talking about genital. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the old TTR 225 loaner bike that I think you went through for Dave? Yes. Yes, it was out at Hollister on Friday teaching a father-son duo how to ride. So Yay. That, makes, yeah. that makes me so happy and they had an and amazing that, day see, and that's basic that's basically what it's all about is getting these things out there and getting experiences on them you know um that's why it's it's always very very hard for me to to for a bike to reach the end of its life because i just get involved in all the potential that this has got yeah. It's an absolute last resort for me, and I don't. I never made that decision lightly. Um, Emma, I have um I, one more question. Um, yes, darling. We had a guest to the shop today, Miss Carla King. Uh, she's going to be a guest on our show, and hopefully in the next few weeks. She yes. was riding a uh, hooligan bike. Oh, nice. Uh, oh. Yeah, she's riding a KTM nine fifty SM. Yes. Wow. Yeah, with 8,000 miles. Really cool bike. And um, she was having a little problem with her clutch. And so I said, well, let's check the clutch fluid. And I noticed on her bike, as do mine, that the clutch fluid is not uh, brake fluid. It is mineral oil. Why is Uh, that? Okay. It's all down to heat and fluid transfer. So they choose this very, very special oil because it's, it's able to withstand the, the great heat that a clutch produces because clutches get hard. Talk to Eric about that in the turbo. So mineral oil is a very, very good choice for high heat, high stress applications. The downside is it is extremely expensive. And I want to clarify on the KTMs, it's going to a slave cylinder, not yes. to the clutch itself. So this is just operating the slave cylinder. But um, yeah, I thought it's interesting that mineral oil, why is that? It's, so it's not used that often because of the expense. Right. Ooh, if, if, if yes, you... good stuff, Doug. Yeah, I use it for all kinds of stuff. You yes. know, if you put some on a paintbrush, <laughs> you can actually put it on your genitals. Yes. Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, if you buy a very, very high-end car, like a Rolls-Royce or a Bentley or even some of the exotic Italian cars, they will have mineral, mineral oil for the brake cylinders and for the suspension. So very, very good in high-stress, high-heat, high-pressure applications. And, and also a very teeny, tiny little reservoir. Oh, yeah, the tiniest. So not much needed there. Well, no. I think that wraps it up. I wanted to thank you guys for joining us. And uh, hopefully, you know, you'll get back to us and let us know, Eric, your uh, clutch. I hope you're able to sort that out. Or at least uh, Emma can help you sort it out. Dan, um, best of luck finding the bike. Um, 
keep an eye on Twister Road and Riders Share, riders-share.com. If you haven't checked that out, you might have some other bikes as an option. I really think that is a good option for test riding bikes. Especially, and at least, yeah. Sorry, at least check out the Desert Sled. I sat on one at the dealership and I, I oh, loved it. It's on my maybe someday list, but I think it's tall. It's not that tall. Okay. It's taller than the, the other Ducati Scramblers. Uh, yeah, is I don't know. Yeah, it, it is a little taller than the Scrambler. Yeah. It, it, I, I loved it. Yeah, cool bike. I'm not, I'm not typically a Ducati guy. So, yeah, keep an eye on those those sites to find bikes to test ride. I think that's a really good resource. And if not reaching out to Phil, I'm sure you have some local dealers. And instead of seeing what they have in their inventory, remember, they go to auctions. They find bikes. You can put an order in with them. Right, Emma? Isn't that how it works? Yep. If you say, I'm looking for this, this, or this, let me know. And for this much money, let them do the work. Let them find it for you. That is their job. That is their job. Even, you know, a humble, tiny little shop like mine. I've got three or four customers who've come to me and said, this is what I want. This is my budget. I'm looking right now. It's my job to get the right person on the bike. That is a good idea. I'll have to reach out to more. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and the industry is so upside down and changed, but the reality is they, they still want to serve customers and there are ways for them to get these bikes. Um, but hopefully you can uh, test ride a Royal Enfield. Yeah. And I would just like to test ride anything. <clears throat> just need something in stock. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. My my big concern with you, Dan, is where you live. And yes. although an Enfield is a charming bike, although a Ducati Desert Sled is a charming bike, if you've got nowhere close by where you can get these things mm, serviced, point. it can be the greatest experience in the world when you're riding it. But if the thing breaks down with a minor problem and you've got nowhere to take it, you know, it'll turn into an uh, the tiniest problem turns into the biggest problem very, very quickly. Yeah, and which does remind me that maybe that KLR is the best option because almost anyone can work on it. Yeah, that was the one of the big things that drew me to it was parts everywhere, and there are a couple of dealerships that aren't too far away. That's your right. answer right there. Yeah. <clears throat> And you can't get anything from Canada, can you? Um, I haven't tried. Hmm. Well, see, we're screwed here in California because of all these regulations. <laughs> but, oh, man, just remember that Canada gets bikes that the U.S. doesn't. There are gray market bikes out there that can be oh. pretty cool. That's a whole other rabbit hole to go down in terms of parts. I know, but I'm saying because yeah. we're talking about his location. I get the impression yeah. simple is good for, for him. KLR. Yeah, KLR. KLR or KLX. That KLX 300. I love that little bike, but I don't know that it'll do or that on the road. Or DR650. Or DR650, yeah. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. I think we're going to wrap up now. Um, remember, go to RevSisters.com. Get your film festival tickets. Lots of cool films there. We actually, our um, theme this year was novice filmmakers. So you get a lot of first-time filmmakers and getting their perspective. So really a wide array of stories and adventures and stuff to see there. You know what, Jim? What, you know what else made it 
an Evil Knievel jump video made it in. Oh, is that right? Yeah, one of the right. toys. Oh, wait, was it ours? No, it wasn't oh, ours. Someone else's. I'll have to submit that. I okay. know. But just people, we just picked a lot of just fun films. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the Speedway one sounds really good. It is. There's a lot of good films. There's a couple uh, sponsored by Climb, mm -hmm. Destination Turkey and Destination Guatemala, I believe, showing uh, people doing some really cool tracks. One is up a active volcano. Oh, bitching. Uh, yeah. Nice. No thanks. Really bro. cool. Um, but go check that out. And MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. You'll find links, stuff there. Uh, people have been finding our Zazzle store, apparently, from all this these oh, yeah. T-shirts that showed up at AMA Vintage Days. Um yeah. And hopefully, Emma, hopefully yes, we'll have you darling. back next week. Well, fingers crossed. Um, I've got to, um, I went, I got tested today. For the clap? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again? For the, no. the road. Use brake fluid. Brake fluid works. Brake um, fluid on that. So um, just so people know, um, one of my bonehead suppliers um, was positive for Corona. And didn't tell me, mm. and um, has almost certainly given it to me. So, um, but I'm, that's fucked up. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm I'm vaccinated, so but sure, nevertheless, but still, you don't, if you're fucking positive, you stay the fuck home. Well, yeah. which is what I'm doing. So yeah. until I get the results back, um, this is basically Motor Town is closed. I'm oh, going to be working, but well, the doors closed and blah blah blah, and you know. Maybe you should build. You should build this person for <laughs> for money lost because they they knew when they put you douchebaggery. Yeah, fuck yeah. fee. Well, it's you know I'm not going to kind of dwell on that, but that's why I'm I'm where I'm at, um, and this is where I'm going to stay until I get. Um, you know, the, uh, a negative sure. result. Well, and thank then you. Yeah, exactly. Thank well, you. that's okay, darling. Because, you look gorgeous. You, know, you look absolutely gorgeous tonight, I'll say that. Thank you. Um, you yeah. Oh, my. Whoa, can you do that again? So I think we're going to wrap up, and if everyone uh, wants to stay on after we shut this down and end, if you stick around, Emma will show you her tits. All three of them. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Make me wish I had three hands. <laughs> oh, and uh, check out uh, Uncle uh, Uncle Phil's uh, Moto Stories on YouTube. Uh, he just oh, dropped yes. a video where we uh, had a chance to chat at uh, AMA Vintage Days. I saw that. It oh, was nice. Great. Oh, am I in there? Yeah, you're uh, not in that one. Okay, good. I think you're in the background, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably instigating something as likely you are. <laughs> trying to cause bodily harm to probably else. taping fireworks to a helmet or something. I know. All right. So thank you everyone, especially to our Patreon subscribers. You guys are the Easily. best. Thank you. The best people, the best of the best of the best. You guys are just like the best. Hey, and keep the emails coming and those questions, just like these guys here. We might just have you on to answer them. Um, we're here to help. And when I, when I say we, I mean Emma. Christian <laughs> <laughs> just fodder. We're just filming to you. Emma and the peanut gallery. <laughs> exactly. Oh, please. I know. So uh, here's how it's going to work. We're going to go uh, in alphabetical order. No, we're going to go in order. When I point at you, say your name. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> this oh, is Liza. Stumpy John. Naked Jim. Clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Bagel. Eh, baca Alec. Robert. <laughs> okay, and we're out of here. And, and that's when the train comes off the track. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>